words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, the hearing and understanding of those present would be acceptable in your sight, now and forevermore. Amen. Well, I want to share with you a story. I, I think I shared it with you sometime, um, uh, sometime during Advent. Um, but I want to kind of uh, prelude it a little bit, talk a little bit more about the story, um, and let you know kind of what's going on uh, in some ways, and, ho and hopefully encourage you. I've had a rough year this past year. Um, last January, my mother died. And I have not dealt with it well. It has been a very difficult time for me. Um, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot to work through, a lot of struggle um, in my heart and my spirit. And I kind of struggled sometimes in my faith. Not that I had difficulty believing, but I was feeling uh, in my mourning, I was feeling a distance from God. But that was me. I know that this was me. I met a young man uh, last winter. I think it was in winter. might have been early in spring. Uh, I met a young man in the jail who was an Odinist. If you're not familiar with the, what the Odinists are, Odinists are people who worship the old Norse gods. He worships Odin. And he had asked to talk to someone about the fact that he felt that his religious liberties were being infringed upon in the jail. As a chaplain, my responsibility is to see to see to the spiritual needs of everyone there, whether, whether I agree with them or not. Um, and again, hey, this is America. Everyone is free to worship as they please. We worship as we please. And this young man uh, was having a struggle in the fact that he was not being allowed to worship the way he wanted to worship. So I sat down with him and I was talking with him and, and I said to him, what exactly is it that you want to be able to do to worship? And he said, when it rains and when there's a storm, I would like to be able to go to the outside gym where there's exposure to fresh air and I can see the sky and I want to be able to listen to the thunderstorm because that's when Thor is talking to me. Now, I guess that sounds reasonable. If you want to stand in the rain, go stand in the rain. But apparently there's a security issue there. So he's not allowed to do this. But he and I were talking. And he was talking to me about his spiritual journey. 
He said that he had been on a spiritual journey. Several years ago, he sold everything that he owned, gave all the money to his children, and just took off. He's been living in nature, living off the land. Wherever, wherever he can find a place to rest, he's there, and he's communing with nature, and he's, he's seeking God this way. This is his spiritual journey. And I'll admit I was a little jealous. Because I don't feel like I'm on a spiritual journey. I'm not feeling this. I mean, I I spend my time studying my Bible, and I spend my time in prayer, but I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. I feel I was feeling at the time very, very stagnant. And I really wanted this journey. I started thinking back to my walk with Christ. We consider our Christian lives to be a walk. So we're supposed to be on a journey of some kind. I was looking back on it and looking at like the really high points of my life. And I think one of the highest points for me was (coughs) about 21 years ago, Robin and I went on this really wonderful retreat. It was really powerful and really moving and really pushed me, really gave me the spiritual boost I needed. So much so that that was when I decided to return to seminary. Um, I had originally started on that path when I was a teenager and and eventually gave it up. Um, But I, you know, 20 years ago decided, let's, let's start this up again. Let's, let's, let's go on this path. And I kind of wanted at the end of that weekend, I wanted to be, to stay up on that plateau. And what was funny was the the guys who were running it, running the program said, yeah, you're going to want to have this, this feeling all the time. It's, it's a good feeling. We want to have good feelings all the time. We want to have this spiritual high. We want to have this, this feeling of being close to God, this feeling of being in the presence of Christ, this, this feeling that the Holy, this physical feeling that the Holy Spirit is there with us, holding on to us, whispering in our ears. We, we, we want this. This is the thing we, we just, want to have all the time. And these guys said to me, they, they, they brought up the story to me of when Jesus and his disciples were, were up on top of the mountain and, they, and Jesus was visited by uh, uh, Moses and Elijah. Yes, thank you. Moses and Elijah came and talked to Jesus and the disciples were so excited they wanted to build a house up on top of the mountain so they could never leave. That's why we call these the mountaintop experience. But Jesus said they had to leave the mountain and these guys who were running the program said, yeah, get ready because you're going to be disappointed in your life because you got to go off the mountain. Well, for a while this past year, I've been way down in the valley and just struggling to get back on the mountain. 
I felt like my journey was going nowhere. So I kind of started asking the question, you know, is it, is it really is it really that important? Our scripture passage today is uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Well, I was certainly weary and discouraged in my soul. But the author talks here about running the race. We think about our Christian journey as a walk. But here he's talking about running the race. There are several times Paul talks about running the race. And here we're talking about running the race and not being discouraged. It's been a long time since I've done any running. I'm a walker, pure and simple. I remember years ago walking in a, uh, a 5K charity, charity walk. Well, it was a 5K run, but most of the people were walking. It was a social event, really. But my friend Mark decided he was going to go with me, but maybe not so much go with me. He said, you know what? I'm going to do the run. I'm going to run the 5K. I said, good for you, Mark. He's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start training now, and I'm going to work my way up to a point where I can do this easily. And he didn't, but he ran anyway. And by the time he was done running, his legs were all cramped up, and he was lying on the ground, and he threw up because he had run so hard without being ready. I'm going to stick to walking. There's nothing wrong with walking. You get there, it takes a little longer. But after listening to this young man talk about his journey, I'm thinking, I need a spiritual journey too. Did you ever feel that way? That like something was just not there. Something was just not right. It just wasn't enough. When it came down to it, that's what it was for me. It just wasn't enough what I was doing. I've picked myself up. Or I should say I 
prayed to God to have him pick me up because picking myself up ends me up in a hole. I have spent more time in prayer. I have spent more time in scripture. I have spent more time in the presence of God. And you know what? I'm feeling a million times better. I've been up on top of the mountain now for a couple of months. And I'm not coming down. I don't want to come down. I'm building a house up here. I might come down once in a while to do a little bit of shopping. But I got a house up on top of the mountain. And that's where I'm living now. We have this journey that we're on, and it's really up to us to be on this journey. When we become Christians, as we say, we we begin this journey, we're following Christ. We're supposed to be moving along. We're supposed to be going somewhere. We're supposed to be making progress and it doesn't always it doesn't always feel like it but what we can do definitely is to take a look back take a look back at where we came from I had a friend whose who's canned response to how are you doing was always, well, I'm not happy about where I am, but I'm glad I'm not where I used to be. If we look back and see where we came from and how far we've come, you know, you might be a little surprised. But we've got a ways to go yet. It's not up to us to sit down. It's not up to us to rest. Says the guy who just told you he built a house on top of the mountain. The journey still goes on. We have an opportunity to continue to learn. We have an opportunity to continue to grow. I'll be honest with you, this is, a, this is the problem that's going on in the church where I'm coming from, is there are so many people who have just stopped their journey. They don't want to grow anymore. I knew a man at another church who said he was going to stop coming to the, to the adult Bible study class because he knew everything now. Now, I'll be honest with you, if, if a teenager told me that, I could take him seriously, but this was an older gentleman who should have known perfectly well that he doesn't know everything by now. He was going to stop coming because he knew everything now. I'm never going to know everything. I know that. That much I know. And that's why I continue my journey. Maybe, maybe I'm not running this race. But I'm moving as well as I can. Maybe sometimes I'll jump on a bicycle because that will get me moving a little bit. 
But that's also a lot of work. Hebrews tells us about this cloud of witnesses. This cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about this cloud of witnesses that's cheering us on? You know who I think they are? I think they're the people, I think they're our families who have gone on ahead of us. I think they're watching over us. I think they're there looking at us and they're cheering us on. And if we're in a race, even if we're just walking, the goal is to get to the end. We're not all going to win, but our goal is to get to the end. And you know what? They're cheering us on. Somebody's there cheering us on. They want us to do well. They want us to make it. I remember seeing a film, I think it was one of the Olympics a few years ago. There was a guy who was running and he was very early on in the race and all of a sudden he fell. I don't remember if he'd hurt his ankle or he'd hurt his knee, but he couldn't, he wasn't able to continue. But he got up and started hopping the rest of the way. Everybody was past him by now. But he was hopping the rest of the way. And one of the other racers had noticed what had happened. And he stopped and went back and helped him finish the race. Sometimes it's important things that we finish. And it's okay if we help somebody else finish because sometimes somebody's going to be there to help us. And just so you all know, In the conversations I had with this young man who had given up everything to follow Odin into the woods and ended up getting arrested because he was trespassing on somebody else's property, he eventually accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. His kids are taking care of him now. He's doing well. He's doing well on a different journey than the one he started. I think a better journey. This program has been copyrighted under the Creative Commons Attributes Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. If you would like to contact Colin, please feel free to email colinroberts412 at gmail.com. Well, this service is over, your service may now begin. As we go from this place, let us go going, progressing, 
finding our way. And as you were looking for the way to journey, I hope you will find it. We'll talk some more about this next week. In the meantime, be blessed. Amen.